welcome to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. My name is Austin Bagshaw. I'm an online calisthenics and nutrition coach, and my goal with this podcast is to keep your focus on continuous growth and education. I believe what you see and what you hear every day is the foundation of your reality. And with that being said, let's get to the show. Yo guys, welcome back to the Views from the Sidelines podcast. Today's episode is going to be really awesome. I'm excited about it. I woke up today with a chip on my shoulder, got some stuff done, and on my morning walk today, I really wanted to get on here and discuss the holiday season and some actionable steps and just overall strategies and habits to take going into it. So obviously guys, it's middle of September. Uh, we're about to have Halloween. We're about to have Thanksgiving. We're about to have Christmas. I mean, there's so many... <laughs> things going on in the next couple months. There's going to be traveling. There's going to be just a lot of stuff going on. And as a coach, as someone who works one-on-one with people and helping them create better habits around their overall lifestyle, overall food, just overall just daily movement, I think it's, I developed actually on my walk, just, I wrote in my notes, five effective habits to implement before the holiday season. And what I'm going to give you is just really, really something that's so simple that Anybody can do it. I'm not saying you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a powerlifter. You don't have to be a bikini competition uh, or a a bikini competitor. You could be literally a mom who just wants to feel better about herself. You can be a dad who wants a little bit more confidence in his body. You can be just a college student who is trying to figure this whole shit out. Or you could be just, just a typical person who works a nine to five and wants to feel overall better about themselves. And there's a lot of anxiety that, that builds up when it comes to the holiday season. There's a lot of anxiety around, oh my gosh, I'm going to overindulge this next couple of months. It's, it's about to get cold. I'm not going to be able to move as much. There's all of these anxieties are built up sub- subconsciously every year that cause yo-yo dieting. I swear this is a very big issue that not a lot of people talk about. People in my industry do talk about this, um, but it's, it's not talked about enough. And when it comes to overall family gatherings and being okay with eating foods that are a little bit more calorically dense and being okay with maybe having a little bit more alcohol here and there, it's it all comes down to how you spend most of your time. We don't have holidays are holidays. They they aren't meant for restriction. They aren't meant to do things you normally do. They're meant to do things that you don't normally do. Even people in freaking Australia um, and uh, um, overseas in Europe call vacation holiday. Vacation and holiday are very similar. It's in the, and in in America we call it vacation, obviously, but holidays are considered a day where we can overindulge, we can be with our family, enjoy ourselves, and not worry about day to day worries. So. I'm going to dive into this real quick. It's not going to be a super long episode, but I think it's going to be, a, um, I think it's going to have a lot of value to you guys just to show you the power of what simple, effective habits can do if you prepare for them, if you start them now versus a week before Thanksgiving, if you start them now versus the day after or the day before Christmas Eve, we have to start doing things that make sense for what we want five years from now. We have to start doing things that so our reality is made up of of our daily habits because guys, you overeating one night out of a month of under eating isn't going to make you fat. This is not about that. Our reality is shaped from how we spend our time and what we do every day, our daily habits, how we move our body, what we put into our body. 
So if we can get really good at being imperfect, but be getting really good at being imperfect, as in being a showing up 80 to 90% of the time versus showing up 30% of the time and the other 70% is super inconsistent, then we are doing good things. We're humans. We aren't perfect. That's the one thing I really want you guys to hone in on on this episode is we are not perfect. We will never be perfect. Anybody who does 100% perfection dieting probably hates themselves. They probably have zero social life. They probably miss all the foods that they used to eat. And the odds are of them sustaining a 100% perfect diet and or nutrition regimen is very, very limited and not realistic. So diving into it, let's start with number one. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm, I was going to do something uh, a little bit clever, but I'm, I'm just going to st- stick to what I know. Okay. So number one, create awareness of your bad habits and list them out. Okay. So awareness is everything. Awareness precedes change. And if we can't be aware, we won't ever change. So what we have to do is be really honest with ourselves. What are some things that we are not doing well? What are some things that we could get better at? What are some things that maybe we are avoiding because we're worried about our relationship with it. So first things first, we have to get good with ourselves and write it on a piece of paper, get out a notebook, get out something to make it real. Don't just say it. Don't just think it. Make it real and actually write it down. Write out some maybe three to five things that you might be not very good at. Maybe you are lacking in fruits and vegetables daily. Maybe you are under eating protein. Maybe you are late night snacking and not understanding why you're late night snacking. Maybe you're avoiding breakfast because you're worried about overall calorie consumption. Maybe you have been following a keto diet and are worried about eating carbohydrates. There's so many different things. Everybody's different, but you have to be honest with yourself. And here's another tip. Ask your significant other, ask someone close to you, hey, what what do you think are, are some bad habits of mine that I could definitely work on? This is pure this is a really good relationship building um, exercise. I mean, it, it gets them open. It gets them honest about yourself and things you could be better at. And it's something that me and my girlfriend do often. And I think a lot of people could benefit from it. So that's a really first step is to f- create awareness around the bad habits in your that you have in your life and things you could improve on. Number two, create three daily habits that you can stack on top of your day-to-day habits. So what does that mean? So what this is called is habit stacking. So say every morning Jim wakes up and goes to the, goes to his kitchen and drinks a glass of water. Okay. This is his first thing he does every single day. So he is getting his water in, but maybe he's not getting a lot of fruits and vegetables in that day. So what could, what could Jim do to help with that? So instead of just going to the, the kitchen, getting a glass of water, and drinking it, maybe he gets he buys up more more bananas to set around his water spout or on his kitchen counter. So after he drinks his water, he could stack the habit of getting his fruit in for or a piece of fruit in for the day. After he drinks the water, he eats a banana. This is called habit stacking. What this is doing is it's minimizing the amount of newness and the and, and, and less neurons fire when we do something that's already seems normal. So when we stack a new habit on top of something that already exists, we actually cr- trick our brain into thinking it's not really a new habit, so it becomes more habitual. This is a little way to trick your brain into doing anything. For instance, if you always go to the gym after work, maybe you are lacking groceries. So maybe you switch gyms 
to a that maybe you go to a gym that is quicker or closer to your grocery store. So after the gym, you can go to the grocery store, get your groceries so you don't forget. This is a really easy thing to do, guys. You can do this with anything. If you struggle with water intake, maybe you always create a better environment around having water. I could go into this forever, but this is a really simple thing. It's called habit stacking. And what it's essentially doing is it's creating and prepping your your environment so you do things that you want to do, but it's not hard. It's not. It's creating the path of least resistance to doing something new. So this is a really simple thing. I have my clients do this all the time when it comes to adding gratitude, when it comes to reading more, when it comes to getting daily walks in or listening to podcasts while on their walks. This is just a really th- easy thing and we do it as humans really often. So number three, okay, this is a, uh, I, I messed up my notes here, but this is, that actually made me laugh a little bit. Number three, audit your kitchen and grocery list. Okay, this is a big, big thing. If we create, and this is actually stacking on number two, if we create a better environment for our goals, so if we want to eat more fruits and vegetables and we don't have fruits and vegetables around, how are we going to eat more fruits and vegetables? Huh, exactly. So first things first, let's audit our kitchen. Let's go through drawers and find some stuff that you probably need to throw out. Let's also find some stuff that you probably, that doesn't make sense for your goals right now. So if you have a, if you have just a bag of chips that have been laying up there for a while, maybe they're uh, you have on occasion or when friends come over, like maybe you don't need those. Maybe you can throw those out. Um, maybe we look into our uh, our actual fridge and find some snacks that or like some things that are a little bit higher calories that we don't really need, or we dive into our grocery list. This is the more important thing. Our grocery list is going to prep our environment for our goals. So if our goals are to eat more protein. Maybe we look into our grocery list and notice that we aren't buying enough protein. So why don't we audit that and write down what we need so when we go to the grocery store, we have the list of things that we need versus just getting into our routine at the grocery store and getting the things we always get. So this is a really easy little tip that will start creating better awareness of the foods you have and buy and creating a better environment around you're the foods that you have at your house. Because for instance, I always have fresh fruit. I always have water access. I have a water uh, delivery system. So if your goal is to drink more water, maybe look into always having cold water on hand. Um, I always have protein uh, supplements or uh, pre-made protein shakes because I value my protein intake. And I always, and if I don't have it here, I'm not going to do it. So little things like that, if, whether it's you're trying to eat more calories, you need more snacks. Having snacks on hand is going to be incredibly helpful. So auditing your kitchen and grocery list. And one last thing about that I want to say is putting the the bad food. I don't like saying good or bad foods. If you listen to this podcast, I, I'm a big believer that nothing is good or bad. It's just one one thing can be a lot more calorically dense and more processed, and the other thing can be a lot more nutrient dense. But say you have Oreos and you really like Oreos, but you usually only get Oreos whenever you see them in the cabinet that you open every day. Okay, so how about we put those Oreos somewhere that we don't see every day? Maybe we put them in a in a closet. Maybe we put them in the in the um, in the tallest cabinet for for the short people like me. You understand what I'm saying there? Um, but what we're doing there for the stuff that we don't want and or we want to limit, we want to make a harder path of resistance to getting it. So the things that we want to do in life, we need to create a least path of, of resistance. 
the things we want to get rid of, we got to make it hard and challenging and undesirable to do the said thing or get to the said thing. So if there's like cookies, Oreos, the easiest thing to do is just not have them at your house. But I'm not a big fan of that. I like, I don't like restrictions. So if there is something that you like, maybe put it in somewhere that's a little bit harder to reach, harder to get to. So your RAS does not see that daily and then you won't think about it and then you won't eat it. Okay. Number four, pride yourself on making at least two meals at home. Monday through Friday. This is a big one. Um, If you're someone who always eats out for lunch, I understand. Um, That's not the worst thing in the world. You could easily find a little bit better options. You could start getting a little bit more educated on what you're getting for lunch. Um, And it's not the biggest thing in the world. But if you can work on creating two meals for yourself, whether it's a dinner, breakfast, whether that's um, lunch and lunch and dinner, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you can create two meals for yourself at home, and start cooking new things. Start trying new new foods, guys. Your taste buds change every six to eight years. So try try some stuff out. For instance, I hated tomatoes until like last year. I like tomatoes now. I can't bite into a tomato. If you can, you're an absolute barbarian. <laughs> but um, tomatoes, I used to hate. Now I like. So just try new things, and you you would be shocked with what you would find in what what you might actually really enjoy. But making two meals at home is going to do a lot of things for you. One, it's probably going to save you some money. Two, it's probably going to keep you lower calorie if you are trying to manage calories and you know you've been overindulging a little bit, especially coming up to the holiday weekend or holiday season. Um, that's usually a worry or it's football season. You're going to friends' houses, trying nachos, trying buffalo chicken quesadillas. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on here. So Preparing your meals at home is going to do a lot of things for you, and it's but mostly it's going to keep you in control of what you eat. Um, so if you have it on hand, if you can make it at, at your house, it's gonna you're going to get the satisfaction of creating a meal, and you can work on perfecting recipes. You can try new try new things, add new spices. This is a fun process because food, guys, is energy. If we are afraid of eating, we are literally depriving our body of the energy it needs just to live to actually, because there's a difference between surviving and, and actually living. Living is staying in a homeostasis where our body is not doing things to survive. Surviving is giving your body not enough. So it, it adapts and takes energy from other sources throughout our body that we don't actually really need to do on a daily basis. So this is learning how to cook, learning how to have things. And one thing that really helps me is, is an air fryer. Uh, I know that's a big hype right now, but air fryers are really easy. They You can make uh, a freaking six-ounce piece of salmon and, and frozen french fries in 13 minutes, and it's done. Um, it tastes really good. You don't have to use oil. Like It's it's an awesome thing, and you can cook uh, so much stuff in an air fryer, and it tastes way better than it does if you were to microwave it or if you were to put it in the oven, slash it takes way longer in the oven. Um, shout out to those people who always preheat their oven. Like That's that's something I, I just I don't have the patience for. <laughs> but pride yourself on making at least two meals at home. This will save you so much money. This will create such a better habit around eating food and you get to be in control. You get to make the foods that you like. That's the important thing, creating a better relationship around the food that you actually like to eat. Okay, so number five and the last one that we will, I will discuss today is stretching while you watch your shows. So 
I have two. I have two parts to this. So one is stretching while you watch the shows. What this means is you're being a little bit more observant of your body. You're not sitting in a position for longer than an hour. You're you're moving a little bit more, and this does burn a little bit more calories. But it's also focusing on getting your body a little bit more mobile, a little bit more flexible. And the other part to this is decrease the amount of subscriptions you have to TV shows. So or uh, st- streaming companies. So for instance, if you have Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney, maybe limit that to one or two. Um, that'll decrease the amount of shows that you have access to. So maybe you stop watching them as much and maybe you pick up a book instead. Maybe you do some stretching and read. Maybe you have one show that you like that you watch once or twice a week with your significant other, with your family. That's completely fine. But Monday through Friday, if, if you can start limiting the amount of not mind-numbing television that you watch or just the overall just of doing nothing because I always talk about this sitting is people say sitting is the new smoking no sitting not moving your body for a long period of time is the new smoking and when we can become more aware of this we will have less pain in our shoulders we'll have better back health we'll have better posture we will do we will feel better in our workouts because we aren't as stiff and we also actually get better sleep so all of these things are going to create better habits around the holiday season. And if you can start this literally today, you can start this today. You can start one of these things today and then add on top of them. Once you feel good with that one thing, add the other thing and then so on and so forth. But just so you know, the holiday season is meant for fun. It's meant for enjoying our family. It's meant for being grateful for what we have. And it's not meant for dieting. It's not meant for something, someone telling you that you're, you're overweight. It's, and you might have shitty family members. You might have friends say stuff like, just know that the holiday season is not meant for dieting. And they're, you're going to get a lot of ads. You're going to get a lot of people or influencers selling quick fixes and things like that, that you need to start, stop paying attention to because there, everybody is different. Everybody has their ups and downs. But one thing you you can be in control of is your physical health. That will lead to a better mental health. That'll lead to you being in control of your life and people getting the best version of yourself. Thank you guys again for listening today. I was super pumped about this episode. It's been a while since I've got on here, but I want to just let you know I'm super super grateful for everything. Everybody who comes on here and listens. Every time I record a podcast, whether it's with a solo or just with a guest and seeing people tune in and seeing people share it, it means the most to me. So just so you know, guys, I do this for absolutely free. There's zero money being made on this podcast. It's literally just an outlet for me to express my thoughts, my feelings, and bring on an amazing guest to discuss awesome, awesome topics that people botch all the time. And if you could guys share this podcast with somebody, share an episode that you think somebody needs to listen to. I, I mean, we have a very wide range of variety of, of topics, but if you could share this, that's how I grow. That's how I'm able to bring on better guests. And that's how I can attract even more amazing uh, audio, or people to dive in and maybe actually brighten their perspective on life. So thank you guys again. Stay moving and I'm out. Thank you.